Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanwala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. Pranavam pavanukuma kalavana pavaka gyanagan jasu hrdayagar vasin rama sarachapadhar atulita baladhamam emasala badeham danujavana krishanam Gyaninamagraganyam Sakalagunadhanam Vanaranamadhisham Ragupati Priyabhaktam Vatajatam Namami Vospadi Kutavadisham Mashiki Kutarakshasam Ramayana Mahamalaratnam Vandenilatmajam Anjanandaram viram janaki shokanashanam kapisamakshantaram andelankabayankam ulangisindho salilam salilam yashokavahi janakatma jaya adayatna dadahalanka Namamitam Pranjali Ranjaneam Manojavam Marutatulya Vegam Jitendriam Budhimatam Vardashtam Bhatatmajam Vanurayutamukyam Sri Ramadutam Sharanam Prapadhe Shri Ramadutam Sharanam Prapadhe Shri Ramadutam Sharanam Prapadhe Shri Ramadutam Sharanam Prapadhe Anjane Matipatalananam Kanchanadrakamani avigraham Parijata tarumudavasanam Bhaveyami pavamananandanam Yatra yatra ragunata kirtanam Tatra tatra katamastakanjali Vashpavadi paripuna lochanam Martinamat Raksha Santakam 
Solo Bajuranga Balihanomaniki. That invocation to Hanuman has a secret in it. Those last two verses have this secret. Anjaniya matipatalaminam kanchanadrikamaniya vigraham. Then it goes, parijata tarumulavasanam bhaviyami pavamananandanam. So Hanuman is always sitting at the foot of this tree, lost in bhav, lost in love, lost in Ram. Parijata Tarumuravasanam Bhaviyami Pavamananandanam. He's lost in bhavana, in, in the devotion for for Ram. Yatra yatra ragunat kirtanam tatra tatra kutamastakanjalin. Wherever and whenever Ram's name is sung or spoken, Hanumanji comes there. Whenever and wherever. So, one time Maharaji went up to the uh, he was in Chitrakut with some devotees, and they went up to the top of this mountain called Hanumandhara. And uh, the story is that after burning Lanka, Hanuman flew to the top of this mountain and hit the ground, and a stream of water came out. And in that water, he cooled his body down because he had become very uh, fierce, and he just burnt Lanka. His whole body was, his tail was on fire as he flew around Lanka. He didn't feel any pain, but he was cranked up. And so he then flew to this mountain and cooled himself. So Maharaji was sitting there at this spot, and he said to Dada, Dada, this is where Hanumanji came to cool off, to find, to, to, to calm himself after burning Lanka. And then kind of under his breath, he just said, but Hanumanji was always at peace. So no matter what he was doing in the outside world, no matter what, where he was going, what he was doing, he was always at peace. He was always completely in Ram. So this is, this gives us a sense of direction. Because no matter what we experience in our daily lives, it is possible to always be at peace, to always be existing in our natural state, which is peace, which is love. So every issue that we have dissolves into that peace, into that Ram, into that love. 
into that space, this vast space, huge, vast presence in which everything is held. This is Maharaji's big form. This is Ram. This is, this is Hanuman at one with Ram. So, this is why we, uh, we repeat the name. This is why we do practice so that our, so that we can release the stuff that catches us all life long and finally find some reality within ourselves, something deeper than our normal everyday experience. So, which is why Maharaji said, go on repeating the name, go on repeating the name, even without any feelings of devotion or love, even when you're tired, even when you're angry, just go on repeating the name, and sooner or later, the grace will manifest. The real Ram will show up. So, no matter what else is going on in our lives, we really need to be doing some turning within, or we'll never be able to let go of our sh- our stuff. Uh, you just can't. It's like trying to pick yourself up like this. It can't be done. You need some leverage to get up. You can't pick yourself up just with your own strength, with your hands. You need some leverage. We need some leverage. And we get that from training ourselves to keep releasing our knee-jerk reactions, our negative thinking, the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves. Lecture over. So, questions, anybody? I met you once in, uh, on my birthday, uh, Valentine's Day in 2009, with your guru brother, Ram Giri, um, who became a wonderful teacher to me. Um, sorry, I'm very emotional. And... Um, he left his body and I wasn't able to be there and that's been very hard for me and um but you began to do these amazing satsangs on Thursday which I follow and it has kind of reactivated me and connected me again to Maharaji who when I connected to Maharaji um, so much happened in my life. I got to go to India. I got to do so many amazing things. But one thing I didn't get to do, and this is my question, <laughs> is, you know, life happened. I was volunteering. I did things. And Ram Giri had said to me, you need to go meet Sidi Ma. And I didn't get to meet her. And she also left her body. And I have this, um, I know that no matter what, like Ram Maharaji is with me. And wherever I go, I don't need to go to India to find him. He's with me. But if I get to go, when I get to go, um, now that Sidi Mai is no longer there, uh, who is the next in charge? What has happened? Uh, how does it work? <laughs> Can you just show up? It, does, you know, it doesn't I'm, work like that at all. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you, have, you have to stop thinking about it. It's the only thing that'll make it work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, there's nobody to see. There's nowhere to go. You don't get it from somebody. You already have it. You just have to stop destroying yourself with your mind. And you do that. If you're even thinking about that, you're already receiving the grace from those beings. Those beings are not identified with their bodies. They were never identified with their bodies. They were never somewhere else. They were always with us and are always with us. So uh, you, you, you could start being here a little bit more, which is where you are. And you're not somewhere else and you're not going to be somewhere else ever. You might as well be where you are. So, because that's where you are. And if you do wind up in India, don't drink the water. Other than that, I have no idea. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah. We're, you know, it's Thank you. Because and we're identified with our bodies, we, we, keep, we keep thinking that these great beings are outside of us. Because if we're in a body, then everything is over there, outside. But they're not in their bodies. Even if they were physically present, they're not identified with that at all. So, and like Maharaji said, when you think of me, I'm there. So if you think of him or Ma, they are right with you. We don't let, we just go, oh, yeah, right, yeah, okay, next. <laughs> let me watch some TV. So, yeah, this is, your work is to be where you are and, and not to be thinking about going anywhere except finding who you are. You know, being born in the West, uh, we, we grew up with Mickey Mouse, you know. <laughs> Donald Duck, and it's a long way from Mickey Mouse to Ram, because we were born without, in a completely materialistic culture. You know, physical reality is the only reality. And and who did we know growing up that had any clue about anything in the first place? Basically, nobody. In some ways, so it's mm -hmm. up to us to to get our own shit together and, uh, you know, the whole program that you ha that we all have about going somewhere to get something from somebody <laughs> is just another way, another thing we do to hurt ourselves and to deny our own light and our own love. And I know because I ran around the world running after these beings for, you know, 40 years. So I know, and they would just look at me like, you know, what are you doing here? Go away. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing that anybody can do for you that they can't do whether you know it or not, or whether they're in a body or not. That has no problem. That's not an issue for them. And in fact, they always, people, it's always said that uh, when a real saint leaves his body or her body, they become much more available to us because they no longer have any connection to being in one place at one at the at a time they become much more universally uh, available so but our emotions don't let us feel that 
So we have to we have to release those emotions. Otherwise, we'll keep recreating the same drama with this one or that one or this one or that one. You know. So, and only you can do it. Nobody else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ram Giri was a great guy. He was. <laughs> I didn't meet him in India. He and the other two Germans came uh, right after I left. Okay. They were there that last summer with Maharaji. Thank you. Okay. Take it easy. Thank you. And come to Sardinia whenever. Yeah, yeah, just let me know. Send the address. Hi. I'm so excited. I get to ask my question. <laughs> that doesn't mean you get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so last time when uh, the hanging in the heart space, there I had asked a question about self-inquiry. And you said Dhyan Yoga and Bhakti Yoga both have, it's just two parts of the same mountain top. Uh, the Dhyan Yogi gets to uh, feel all that after he's reached there and the Bhakti Yogi feels that thing while on, he's on his way. So my I, question is... I didn't say that. Ramana Maharshi said that. Yeah. yeah. He said, yes. So I started reading uh, the book Who Am I? Then I also read uh, Sargadat Maharaj, I Am That. Now the problem is I am not able to put it in my life. I mean, uh, what to do? I mean, every time there is a problem, how do I ask, uh, what is this? Or uh, how do I self-inquire? It's very difficult. Yeah, you're right. It's very difficult. It's not for everybody. Ram Ram. <laughs> Ram Nam Karne Se Sapura Ho Jate. This is what Maharaji said over and over again. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. It all leads to the same place. Just take the name of Ram, of God, and enjoy your life. Take it easy. Don't give yourself a hard time. If you don't understand something, no problem. We're not meant to understand everything. And you don't understand God either. God is not understandable. So just relax. Take it easy. You know, why are you giving yourself a hard time? You don't have anything else to do. If you have nothing else to do, then just do Ram Nam 24 hours a day. And then see how you feel about self-inquiry. Don't, don't spend time thinking about shit. It's no use. Thoughts will never help you. Okay? Only what comes from within, from your heart, is what's useful and good for you. So try to touch that place inside of yourself. That's, uh... And, and... Those beings, they taught for the people that came to them, essentially. And anyone who's drawn to it, of course. But that doesn't mean that everybody is, uh, that it's in everybody's karma to be doing those practices necessarily. And yes, they, they're different asp they're different methods. It, so it's better to, uh, I would suggest you stick with one that you can do, which is not too hard to repeat the name of Ram, which is why we're qualified for that. Yes. <laughs> Maharaj used to say that, you know, Ashtanga, there's Ashtanga Yoga, 
But he used to say that we Westerners were qualified for the Panchtanga Yoga, the five-limbed yoga. Gup, gumne, kane, pine, sone, bas. I understand a little laughing. Very nice. Thank you. Gossiping, wandering around, eating, drinking, and sleeping. This is what we were qualified for. Maharaj, you love that. Ah, oh, yes. Panchtanga Yoga. You love that. So... This Ram Nam is 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 is, uh, is easy to do, but that doesn't mean that it's not profound. Okay, just as profound as any other practice, if not more. So, don't think you, you know, it's no, it's just a piece of cake. It's not very, it's not the real practice. You know, I'm going to do the real practice, self inquiry. Well, what is that? I don't know. Let me do Ram Ram. So, So, um, okay. So I stumbled upon Kirtan in 2009 at uh, the Spring Omega Chant. um, And it has become uh, the first spiritual practice in my whole life to take hold. And I think that's because it's fun to sing. And for me to feel like I want to do something, it has to be fun. (laughs) Uh Uh, So... (laughs) um, and it grows stronger. It's not just fun, but that's one of the things that I think that's the thing that keeps it propelled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, um, it's only in the last few months um, through listening to Ram Dass talks that I've heard um, the repeated emphasis on letting go of the ego. Like somehow that message never got through to me before in all the kirtan like that. Yeah, your, your ego didn't let it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So now it's letting it in. Um, and, but lately since it's, since I've been aware of this idea, my ego is, is grabbing me pretty strongly and, um, it's hard to let go. And so I'm just wondering, like, um, the, the fear is if I let go of my ego, that I'm not going to be propelled to do like social activism or whatever my way of contributing to the world is. Like, I feel like that's through the ego somehow. So I don't know how to let go of ego. Well, I just don't know how to let go of ego, and then I don't know how to feel like that's the right thing to do or something oh, like that. Uh, tell, me, tell me what you, you think ego is. Um, the thing, like, sort of, I guess it's the attachment to things that feel good. Kind of like, you know, yeah. Some people, I, uh, some people attach to things that feel bad. Right. Yeah, I attach to things that feel good. <laughs> but well, it seems like that's attachment that I'm not, I'm, I'm being encouraged not to do. But yeah, what is, what is ego though? What, you're, you're talking about letting go of it and getting past it and forgetting it and you're afraid of leaving it. But what is it? Thoughts and feelings and maybe, experience yeah, of the maybe. individual self. Uh-huh. Maybe. What else? Uh, separation from others. All those things. Essentially, uh, <laughs> it's better not to think about it because it doesn't serve any purpose. When you, Ramana Maharshi also said this. He said, when you ask the mind or the ego to kill the ego, it's like asking the police to be the, the thief to be the policeman. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of investigation, 
but no arrest will ever be made. Mm -hmm. So forget about it. Everything is ego. Getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, eating, drinking, going here and there. We all do it with a sense of me. I'm doing this. That's essentially what the ego is. It's this illusion that we are that we are this separate feeling of a separate feeling of me. Mm-hmm. When you become when you recognize I, the true self, you see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. You see that you can see individual people, but you you can see reality or the, the true self within everybody because you see it you're experiencing it yourself. So I would just keep singing and don't be thinking about all that shit. You know, thinking about it, you can't think yourself out of a prison made of thought. Can you? Every thought is the prison. You're sitting there thinking, oh, my ego this, my ego that. That's your ego. (laughs) What's the sense, right? Do some practice, that's all, keep singing. Do what you do. When you do what you do, give yourself fully to it, though. As fully as you can. And then you start to notice that you can't. So then you work on that. Really, really being where you are. Really doing what you're doing. Really being with the name as you're chanting or singing. Really doing your social action. Really doing what you're doing. 100%. And then... In 20 or 30 years, we'll talk about ego again. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, don't. Ramdas gave lectures at that point in his life. When you give lectures, you have to use a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. For some people, that was useful. For some people, it's not so useful. For some people, it brought some insight. But that doesn't mean this one button to push that you're going to make the ego go away. Because there really is no ego. That's what is said. Ego, what we call ego, is, is the thoughts that we become identified with. The input, the sensory impulse, inputs that we become identified with. This is, I hurt. I, I feel pleasure. I'm angry. I'm this, I'm that. We're identifying with those, those objects because they're all, they're not me, they're objects. They're not self. They're out there. They're an object of awareness. You feel pain, you feel pleasure, you, you, you experience anger, grief, shame, all those things that we get glued to. So there are many methods involved uh, that are that we could use to get unglued from those things. Chanting is one of those methods. And when you're chanting, your only job is to chant. And when you notice that you're remembering something, you simply let go and come back to the sound of the name, of the chanting, what you're chanting. And then a millisecond later, you'll notice you're still gone. So you come back again and again and again. Every time you come back, you loosen up that glue that is keeping us stuck to our stuff. 
So the, the so-called ego, the feeling of me gets thinned out over time, slowly dissolved, because you stop believing it. Well, see, even when words are so, so difficult, when I said you stop believing it, but actually that's not what happens. The thought of me being angry doesn't arise. There's just anger. So you no longer have the experience of I'm angry. You experience anger. See, It's not like all of a sudden you're beyond ego because that's all ego. Thinking about yourself in any way. Not just thinking about yourself, but locating yourself in space all the time. It's like triangulating out in a, a boat in the middle of the ocean. Who am I now? Who am I? Who am I in relation to that person? Who am I at school? Who am I at work? Who am I at home? Who am I when I watch TV? Who am I in relationships? This is all self-referential thinking, ego-referential thinking. You can't stop thinking. But as time goes on, the thoughts come through. We notice thoughts, but there's no one thinking them anymore. They just come through. And then you don't have to worry about ego. <laughs> so keep chanting and don't worry. You can't figure it out. Maharaji said it's better to love everyone than try to figure it out. You can't figure it out because it's not figure out a bull. It's beyond concepts, beyond thoughts. It's who's looking out of your eyes right now. You see me on the screen, but you don't see what's seeing. What's seeing? Yeah, you don't see the seeing itself. You just see the object, what your, what your eyes are picking up that input. And then the brain is uh, analyzing it and saying, oh, that's that guy. <laughs> so, but you don't see the seeing or... You don't see the analyzing. You're just experiencing the object of the senses and the object of the awareness in the mind. So that's why when, you, when you're thinking, you think, I'm thinking. You don't see who's aware of me thinking or who's aware of that thought. So keep chanting. Don't worry about it. Uh... uh Ramdas went through many different stages in his life. And it was an ever-deepening process. It's really a ripening process. It's not a learning process. And through the repetition of the name, we take our hearts out into the sun to be ripened by that sun of, of love, of truth, of light, of being. So... Uh, Thinking is not required. Analyzing is not required. Letting go is required. But in order to let go, one must first realize one is stuck. One is uh, gone. So you're chanting, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, and you start thinking, what, what did Krishna say last week? What was he talking about? It was a bunch of bullshit. I can't believe this guy I actually went to this thing. What is it? Oh, Ram, Ram, Ram. 
So when you're gone, you're gone. But all of a sudden, something happens in your back. You notice that you're gone. That's a big moment. You didn't do that. Ego didn't do that. Your egoistic will did not do that. Like, I'm going to do that. I'll do that. I'm coming, I'm, gonna, I'm coming back. No. You were gone. Why would you come back at all, ever? Because it's our true nature. Being back, being home, being here. And we spent our whole life somewhere else from here. Right? When you chant, you'll notice, I'm gone, now I'm back. And then you're gone again. Every time you come back, you've, you've made that more familiar to your, uh, your inner reality, so to speak. So, now, understanding will arise from within about things. You'll have, in, you'll have little epiphanies about yourself and about things you do and about other people. You'll have epiphanies from inside that don't require thinking about it. They, they will, they'll appear in thought, so to speak, because we translate everything into thoughts. But the epiphanies come from being more present, being with us, being more here. And then that the understanding comes from within. So it's not a question of trying to figure it out, or what's ego and all that. That's... that's uh, that can be part of the path for some people sometimes, but not for you at this point. All it does is confuse you and worry you. What's the use of that? But you'll notice that you have a tendency to get worried and confused, and that you like to spend time there, even though it's not pleasant. It's a habitual place that you spend time. By chanting, continually chanting as much as you can without uh, tension or tightness, the amount of time you spend in those places will reduce. The amount of time we spend in negative states and negative feelings comes down. We don't notice it because the evaluator is being thinned out. The part that's always thinking about me. How am I now? How am I now? How am I now? How am I now? That, gradually the volume on that gets turned down. But it happens under the radar. So do your practice, live your life, repeat the name, do whatever you do, try to give yourself 100%. And, you know, it's all ego. (laughs) You know, one time I was at Dada's house. Dada Mukherjee was one of Maharaji's great old devotees, and he was very kind to the Westerners. And uh, so long after Maharaji had left the body, I was staying there at his place in Allahabad for some time. And I guess I was reverencing him a little bit too much. So one day he turned to me and said, Krishna Das, he said, Maybe I'm a step or two ahead of you on, on the, this path. And maybe you're a step or two ahead of other, someone else. He said, but we're all on this shore. We haven't gone to the other shore, enlightenment. Hmm. 
your liberation. We're all over here. Lighten up, you know. <laughs> so that's the deal. All right. Thank you very much. Take care. One day, one day we came to the temple, and uh, we were sitting waiting for Maharaj to come out. And these two old sadhus came down the road. They came into the temple, and they were standing there waiting for darshan. And Maharaj came out, and they went up to him, and they asked if they could stay for some time. And he said, yeah, you can stay, but every day you sit out in front of Hanumanji's temple, and for three hours you sing Sitaram, just Sitaram. Fine, okay, good. Thank you, Baba. So the next day they were out there. So the next day we came to the temple, and that, those two old Babas were out there singing Sitaram. They sat opposite each other. They didn't have any instruments or anything, right? So one guy would go, Sitaram, 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 Sitaram. And the other guy would go, Sitaram, 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 Sitaram. So we're hearing this go on, you know, in the background while we're sitting out there with Maharaji. And all of a sudden, as, after like two hours, they must have gotten bored, right? So finally they started going, Ram Lachman Janaki Bolo Hanuma. And all of a sudden Maharaj goes, like that. <laughs> I never forgot that. I never forgot that. So Ram Lachman Janaki. So another funny story. Uh, that was probably in the middle of the summer by towards the very end of the season, October, November. The Kirtanwalas were, did their big puja, which was at the end of all these months of singing. And then the next day they were all leaving. So there was a, out, everybody was out in front of the mandir singing and dancing. And all the Kirtanwalas had their instruments, you know, and their clangers and bangers. So these two guys, these two old sadhus, they had nothing to bang on. No, nothing to, so they ran to the kitchen and they brought out pots and pans from the kitchen. And they started banging on the pots and pans. When Maharaji saw this, he was like an enraged monkey. He got, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. And like in about a minute and a half, these two guys were gone, you know, out. They were gone down the road. The minute they were gone, Maharaji laughs. He goes, and he starts singing over and over again. He starts going, nobody knew what I I couldn't make out what he was singing over and over and over. And we're all standing there looking at him. Da, 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 da. He's just too happy with himself, you know. So finally, I said to the, the Indian guy next to me, I said, what is he singing? And he got all embarrassed. He didn't want to tell me. I said, what is he singing? He's singing, you banged the gong and I threw you out. You banged the gong and I threw you out. You banged the gong. And I... For about 10 minutes, he sang that. <laughs> you bang the gong, the secret mantra. Hare Rama. Yeah? So, I was hoping we could talk about um, the tradition of kirtan, because I feel like if I'm going to love kirtan, I want to know, I want to love the place and the environment and the people who kind of, like, you know, originated it. So, and as a musician, 
I wanted to know, is there anything like offensive that I might have to look out for? For example, if I mix certain names together or something like that, that's like other than the tradition of it. Be really careful of human beings. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing you have to watch out for. I have no idea about any of the things you just asked about. I don't know anything about the tradition. I don't know anything about where it came from. I don't know how it started. I don't know who does it. I don't know who doesn't do it. Maharaji said, do it, so I do it. That's it. And as far as mixing the names, you know, it depends who you ask. You know, there's, there's, there's ultra-conservative right-wing you know, Kirtan Wallace and there's ultra-liberal left-wing Kirtan Wallace. One group mixes it all up. One group says, no, this is the only way. It, you just have to li listen to your heart. That's the most important thing. And remember, this is spiritual practice. You're not singing two people and you're not singing four people. You're doing this for the sake of your own heart, your own soul. And whether the people, people come or don't, don't come has nothing to do with it. It's not, a, it's not a career. People ask me all the time, oh, how do I start my career in, in chanting? I said, how the fuck do I know? Sorry. How do I know? I just started singing and it's all happened. I, it was no plan. So whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but you have to take care of yourself. You have to nourish your heart. So if you think chanting is going to nourish your heart, fine. But don't get into it like, like you know, you, you're going to become a great kirtan performer. Because you might. And then you're finished. Then your ego will, will never die. It'll just keep getting bigger and shinier and bigger and shinier. And, and, and you won't have a clue what life is about. Nor will you ever find any real happiness or love. You'll just be a big, shiny, fancy performer, which is great. You want to be Mick Jagger, be Mick Jagger, but you don't have to chant to be Mick Jagger. A lot of people chant because they don't know how to write songs. They can't write a poem or a song in English. So they say, okay, I'll put some mantras together. I got some nice chord progressions. That makes me a kirtanwala. Good luck, you know. On the other hand, every single repetition of the name is powerful. No matter how you do it, no matter what your motivation is, no matter how deluded you might be, no matter how greedy you might be, no matter how desirous of fame and money and everything else you might be, every single repetition of the name will bring fruit. But how you plant it is also important. It's a seed. Just like a tiny little seed can have a huge tree in it, so the name Every repetition of the name has reality in it, has God in it, has real love in it, but it has to grow. And it depends on how you plant it. So, all that being said, what's most important is that you follow your heart. You really listen to what's important to you, and you find a way to uh, nourish that part of you. Um, I think that's a better way to look at it than to worry about what you should and shouldn't do. Because okay. there's no end of people like me will tell you all kinds of stuff. So Another thing, me, like for the source, I, I've learned a lot of mantras from like Kirtan artists. Is there like a source you would 
say, like a way you learned it, you probably learned it just from hearing it around India, right? Like that's how you learn the chants and the mantras. Well, at first, yeah. But then the longer I was in America, the less the music reflected uh, what I learned in India. It more reflected the Western chord progressions that I was really, that I grew up with that were more emotionally uh, powerful for me. It's not about Indian music. That's a whole scientific study that is a lifetime's work, and it, it's an amazing study. If you're a musician, you might find a lot in that. You might really love that. But that's, that's, that's a real discipline. You know, That's really something that takes uh, a real commitment to learn the Indian science of music. It's extraordinary. Yeah. So. For learning the like chants, though, like the the names and the mantras. Yeah. 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 Ram, that's all you need. What else do you need? Yeah. Krishna, Kali, Durga, Shiva. You don't need any more than that. But they're all out there, so you can listen and grab whatever you want to grab and make it your own. No problem. All good. But you should do it with awareness. You should recognize that this is your practice spiritual practice if you use it you know we all have desires we're all hungry many of our desires we're not even aware of but as power comes to us it naturally allows us to fulfill a lot of the, our desires now, there are desires that are good for us and there are desires that are not helpful. Hanuman is a being that not only liberates us, gives us freedom, but he allows us to satisfy the desires that we have that will be useful to us in progressing in life. It is not a renunciate sannyasi path. This is a path very much in the world, seeing God everywhere in everyone not just in one little place, but seeing, being in the world and yet not of the world. So as you do these practices and as you grow, a lot of things will happen. And the main thing is really just to have some humility about, about the practice itself. You know, to understand that it's a spiritual practice, regardless of what comes to you in your life. Try to keep that feeling of the practice as being an offering to your own, your deepest self, you know, to these great beings, to God, or whatever that means to you. Try to keep that around somewhere. It might not be that easy at times, but you'll see. Just it's a uh, you know when I started, I started singing with people in. Um, August 1994, at the, the Jiva Mukti Yoga School in, in uh, India, and um, in in India, in, in New York, and uh, after six months, I quit because I saw very clearly I couldn't do it right. The reason I started to sing is because I wanted to reconnect from my side with Maharaji. I felt I had let go of his hand 
and I wanted to, I wanted to, I needed to reconnect. And this was the only way that I knew that I could do that, to chant with people. And, uh, but after some months, I saw, no way, this, I can't do this. I'm too hungry. I want too much stuff. And it's all coming to me. And I'm going to use the chanting to satisfy all my hunger desires. And that it's going to hurt me, and it's going to hurt other people. And it's, it's not what I, this is not why I just started to do this, tried to do this. So I quit. Because I, I, I could not do it the, what I considered to be the right way. And it was very hard, but I just, I just had to stop. And, and it was a long, uh, a long story about how I started again. But I did start again, obviously. But I did, I had to take, there was a real check I had to make because it wasn't, as people started coming, as that energy started to be uh, generated and people were attracted to me, I saw that I was just going to gobble all that energy up and use it myself and that it was not the, that wasn't what I wanted really what I really wanted was to to reconnect with Maharaji deeply in my own heart and so I had to stop so whatever it is keep your eyes open try to keep a little humility and humbleness and recognize that chanting is a spiritual practice it is not, uh, your motivation has to be that you're working on yourself. But it can be in, you, enjoyable, of course, and you can express yourself and have a good time. But if that's all it is for you, then good luck. <laughs> You'll see as time goes on. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Take care. You all right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> uh, keep in touch with me if you want to talk about it more sometime. We can talk more. Okay. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been like the most amazing forced retreat, as you put it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have a question about an issue that I'm, I'm kind of like consumed with. Um, issue of the house. Uh, which you've talked about several times, and um, oh, house builder, you have been seen, you shall not build the house again, that issue. Um, and the construction? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, my question is, I am trying to understand the concept of the house, and every time I try to understand it, it sort of eludes me. You have talked about the house being who we think we are. I didn't talk about that. That was Sri Ramakrishna. Okay. A saint in the 1800s. And he, he talked about that in, in reference to the, uh, the way the repetition of the name works. He said, every single repetition of the name is a seed. Just like... A, a tiny little seed can have a huge oak tree in it, right? There's right. potential. There's potential. There's shakti. There's energy in that seed. So every repetition of the name is a seed. 
So he said, those seeds of the repetition of the name get blown around and they land on the roof of an old house in the jungle. And they get stuck between the tiles on the roof. And he said, over time and seasons, wind, rain, snow, whatever, those tiles start to break up. The clay tiles, they get soft. And at that point, the seeds of the repetition of the name that you did start to take root. And the roots grow. And they destroy the roof of the house. And they keep growing. And they destroy the walls of the house. Ramakrishna said, that house is our conventional sense of self, the ego. That house is who we think we are. It's made up of stuff. And it exists, it was, it was created for, out of causes, our desires to exist, to have things. Uh, the karmas that we created that force us into acting this way and that way and liking this and not liking all the stuff of our daily lives of me all the steps of me that's what that house is so through the repetition of the name that sense of me which is different from somebody else's sense of me my sense of me is me your sense of you is you your sense of me is you Right? Your, your me is you. My me is me. So that sense of separate self is destroyed through the repetition of the name. And what's left is the real self, the true being, which is vast as space. And it, it, does, it doesn't feel like something else. That feels like who you really are when, that, when you have that experience. The walls separate the inside from the outside, me from you. So does that mean there's no longer a difference between like the small S and large S self? No, it means there never was a small S self. It looked like that. It so the, appeared, the, appeared, the illusion of the small S self goes away? Yeah. The, the belief, the, the, the glue that held you identifying to every thought, feeling, emotion, and experience was dissolved so that the thoughts may come but they just flow through like clouds there's nobody thinking them you no longer think I'm thinking this I'm really sad today there's sadness it's a whole other ballgame because you you're not you only think you're who you think you are so like um, <laughs> just another way of putting it um, is, there are no longer any separate waves, it's just one vast sea. No, the waves may be there, but what is the nature of those waves? Only ocean. Okay. There was never anything in a wave that was an ocean. Ever. It's just a, a temporary thing caused by what? Wind or motion in the ocean. That's the cause of the wave. Once that cause is removed, even even when the wave is there, the wave thinks, wow, I'm a wave, and it's gone. <laughs> so we're, we, are, we think we are waves. Krishnavas is a wave, you're a wave, and we identify with that. But really, 
what is this, in this wave? There's nothing but ocean. There's nothing but real self or reality or the one. But you think you're you and I think I'm me. So that thinking you're you is what's destroyed, eliminated by the repetition of the name. The belief that you are this thought and that feeling and this and that. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Like, so there's no, there are not going to be any more houses built because there's no ego construction. In that case, that was what Buddha said. You see, you can, this is all philosophy that I have no experience in, but you can recognize that there's nothing but ocean, but still be in the shape of a wave. Right? Waves yeah. can be there, even though we know there's only ocean in the wave. But what Buddha was saying, no more waves even. That's final enlightenment. So the structure is eradicated? Probably something like that. Some, some limitation, lim- limiting form. You know, so, and Maharaji said the same thing in his way, you know. One time, Ramdas was very upset. Maharaja was driving him crazy, basically. And uh, he was angry, he was sad, he was going. So he comes up to the tucket where Maharaja was sitting by himself. And he said, Maharaji, I want you to raise my kundalini. Maharaji goes, oh, wow. You know, I don't know anything about that. What's that? You know that saint down there in South India? Oh, he knows all about this stuff. You go see him. He'll raise your kundalini. Ramdas got angrier. No, Maharaj, I want you to raise my kundalini. <laughs> I don't, I don't. That, what about that other one? You know that yogi that over there? He knows all that stuff. You should go see him. He'll raise your kundalini. Ramdas got angrier. No, Maharaj, I want you to raise my kundalini. But Maharaj stood up. He looked down at Ramdas and he threw his, threw his blank up over his shoulder. Looks down at Ramdas and he said, I only know two things, Ra and Ma. There's no one there doing anything. There's no one there thinking anything. All there is is Rama. Nothing else. That's only ocean. All these paths describe the same thing in different ways. Now that you understand, (laughs) forget it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hi. Okay. I also want to thank you for all this online. I'm here every Thursday and Saturday. And I'm curious, several times you've mentioned the online llamas. So in your own forced retreat, is there anything you can share with us about what you're finding online? There's so much out there, boy. So many teachings available. You know, in the the 800s, there was what they call the second Buddha, Padmasambhava, Guru Rinpoche. Uh, in Tibet. He was actually Indian, but he went to Tibet to bring 
Buddhism there and to solidify the Buddhism there. And he said, when iron birds fly and, and carts and horse carts, uh, oh, what is it exactly now? Something about horse carts run without horses or something like that. Uh, Dharma will go to the West. That was in the 800s. So Dharma is definitely moving to the West, and probably because a lot of us were uh, exposed to it in previous lives now, we're demanding that it come to us as teachings to help us. Also, Sokni Rinpoche, another wonderful, wonderful Lama. So many wonderful Lamas uh, and teachers from the Tibetan tradition and the Theravadan tradition. Really extraordinary. Hello. Namaste. So, um, I, my question is related to, I think, ego again. And, uh, or related to what the person asked earlier. And uh, so something happened to me, I'm in a group uh, and I shared something in this small WhatsApp group about going to Mount Shasta, which I find very powerful here in California. Just discovered it recently. And um, then I was told that I wasn't allowed to talk about it because the guru hadn't talked about it before. So I was like, I think censored and I got really upset. And I know, I think that that's ego to get upset because I'm thinking I'm me, but I just have had a hard time getting over it and I'm just not going to that group anymore. That's good. And I'm trying to just release it though, right? Because I'm like just upset by it irrationally. And, uh, and I'm chanting Hanuman Chalisa and passage meditation, someone said, but. I guess my question is, how do you let go? Like, you know it's ego, and like, I'm doing chanting and meditation, whatever. But it's all ego, sweetie. Your chanting how do you and meditation let... is all ego. It's all ego. It's a thought. It's a feeling. Let go. Come back to your chant. Just keep letting go. If you're not letting go, that's why it is that it's still around. You just keep letting go. Ah, I'm stuck again. Sri Ram Jai Ram Jai Oh, here it is again. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. It gets you in a place because you have self-righteousness. You, you don't like to be told what to do. You trusted this guru, and now he's pushing you around, son of a bitch. You know, you have anger. You know, all that stuff. That's why you're not letting go of it. So it's all cool. Notice it. Let it go. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all stuff. Uh, everybody has their rules. That's why I don't go to those places. <laughs> I'm incapable of following rules. That's why we had Maharaji, because he, he, he was the rule. There was no rules anywhere in those days. You could do anything. He used to say, when you come here to the temple, you should, you should feel like you're coming to your grandfather's house. Everything is given. You don't have to do save it to eat. You don't have to be a good little boy and girl to... This, you came to be with your grandfather. You should feel like that. And that's the way it felt. That's not the way the world usually works because that wasn't the world. That was Maharajiville. That was soul land, as Ramdas said. That was 
that was uh, the real thing. Everything else is just uh, a good try. So it's all good. Don't worry about it. If you worry about it, that's holding on to it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Thank you. Hi, Krishna Das. I just want to thank you so much for all that you offer and your humor. And uh, I have a, an attachment question, a relationship question. Um, so if I were to um, immerse myself fully in this practice, would it matter the path that my partner is on? You'll know when you immerse yourself fully. <laughs> okay. Good thank, luck. Thank you. I wish your partner luck too. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah. Hello. So I have another uh, tradition question. Okay. Um, I, have for, another, I have another evasion of an answer. For uh, gurus, I'm I'm curious how the label gets on them like do they walk around saying i am the guru or do people around them just say oh like he must be the guru uh, what's that there's this old blues song called don't start me talking <laughs> i'll tell you everything i know um a real guru is a real guru and a real guru is not different than you but he knows it, they know it, she knows it, you don't. A real guru is the same as your own true self, is the same as God, it's not different. They don't have to advertise, they, bring, they, they pull the devotees to them from all parts of the world, all corners of the earth. They don't have to use telephones, they don't have to send messages. They live within us as our own true nature as our own soul. That's a real guru. Now, that doesn't mean a real guru can't uh, be on a billboard, too. They can do whatever they want because they don't want anything. That's the one quali quality that a real guru has. They are only here for our sake, out of compassion for us, poor people who don't know what is going on, who don't have a clue. So they keep a form even though they've gone beyond, they keep a form for us to see so we can be reminded that there is love in the world. That's a real guru. Everybody else is a teacher, even if they call themselves gurus. They're doing business. Uh, not that that's bad, necessarily. It really, it, it it's up to each individual to have their own experience, which is why I was talking to you about humility earlier. This is very important. It means being open to experience, but it also means trusting your own intuition about things. Humility isn't weakness. It's, it's seeing things clearly, and it's also listening to your own heart about things. 
So you might meet a lot of beings that call themselves gurus. It might feel good. It might not. Whatever it does, you have to go by your own intuition about something. Uh, usually, I don't even know where that, you know, who call who, who, who are, Sometimes gurus are in a lineage. Sometimes there, there are lineages that go back thousands of years where, where uh, a being is initiated by his guru or her guru and, uh, and, carry, and is designated as the uh, carry on that tradition officially. So they are known as the guru, etc., etc. You know, so, you know, I don't really know all what you were asking, you know. The name, the word guru can be used by anybody, the the label guru. Uh, It doesn't mean that they're a fully enlightened being, necessarily. And it doesn't even mean that being with them could help you. Only you know if it will or it won't. You have to listen to your heart. You, don't, you can't be, uh, allow yourself to be emotionally manipulated by either the teacher or the satsang around the teacher because they will definitely try to keep you there, make you feel like you can't live without them, etc., etc., which is just a load of shit. So try not to get caught in that if you can help it. And those are nice surfboards on the wall there. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> when, you when you get into one of those cults, just get on one of those boards and ride out about 20 miles into the ocean. And don't come back. Okay? Okay. Hey. All right. Thank you. Boy, so, sometimes I talk like I even know what I'm talking about. Don't get fooled, Okay. By me. (laughs) So just remember um, what Maharaji said. Go on repeating these names. Whether you're happy or sad or have devotion or no devotion, whether you're tired, whether you're angry, go on repeating these names. Ram Nam Karnese Sapuro Jatehe. From going on repeating these names, everything is accomplished. He said this. Everything is accomplished. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to work it out. You don't have to do anything. Just keep repeating the names as much as you can. And then he said, gradually, the grace will be, will manifest. You will, def- you will feel something real in this ocean of insanity and delusion and suffering, something real will actually manifest in your heart. It has to happen. He said it, it has to be. So no matter what you're feeling, no matter what we're stuck in, because we all get stuck, the idea is to have some regular practice going on so that your stuckness doesn't last so long. That's what happens. You spend less and less time in negative states of mind. It doesn't mean you don't live life to the fullest. It just means you don't 
spend so much time uh, uh, in self-hatred and self-loathing and greed and shame and fear and anxiety and selfishness. This is the fruit of the repetition of the name. This is the fruit of Maharaji's grace, which is available to everyone all the time. Kanda mandala karam, yaptam de nacharacharam, tatpadam darshitam yena, tasmai shri guru venama. Agyana timirandasya, kyananjana shalakaya, chakshuru militam yena. Tasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwaraha Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Dhyanamulam Guru Murti Pujamulam Guru Padam Mantra Mulam Guru Akyam, Moksha Mulam Guru Kripa. Guru Madhya Mata, Matri Madhya Guru, Guru Mata Namaste Stu, Matri Guru Namam Yaham. Tvameva mata chapita tvameva Tvameva bandus chasaka tvameva Tvameva vidya dravinam tvameva Tvameva sarvam mama deva deva Balesyavara Ramachandra ki jai Sri Pavana Sutta Hanuman Ki Jai, Sri Umapati Mahadeva Ki Jai, Sri Vrindavan Banki Bihari Lala Ki Jai, Sri Sri Vindyavasini Durga Devi Siddhima Ki Jai, Sri 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 Babanim Karoli Santa Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S.com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org. K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram.